0: Today, we're digging into all things Bidenomics plus Hunter Biden rejecting a plea deal, and we're gonna learn about the fair tax. So let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show.
1: Well, hey there, folks,
0: Brian Nichols here on the Brian Nichols show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun film episode. I am, as always, your humble host joining you live from our BNC studios here in lovely eastern Indiana and joining us today from FairTax.org. Once again, the one, the only Steve Hayes. Welcome back to the Brian Nichols show.
1: Brian, it's such a pleasure to be with you. I love your excitement and I love your enthusiasm. So it's tremendous. So I'm happy to be here.
0: Steve, we're so happy to have you back. Thank you for returning to the program. And uh, obviously, I'm looking forward to digging into all things not only topical news, but also talking about Fair Tax and all the great work you guys are doing at Fair Tax. Dot org. Now, since we last spoke, Steve, candidly, between you and me and everybody else out there listening, uh, we've actually been growing quite a bit here at the Brian Nichols Show audience. Uh, and with that, we're getting a lot of new listeners who maybe are unfamiliar with some of our past episodes. So for those new listeners, Steve, do us a quick favor. Reintroduce yourself and reintroduce uh,
1: FairTax.org. I would be delighted to, Brian. Thanks and congratulations on the new listeners and viewers. Thank Basically you. My name is Steve Hayes. I am the chairman and president of Americans for Fair Taxation, and our website is fairtax.org. What we're working to do is to eliminate the way we now fund our government through the income tax, corporate and personal, and through the payroll tax, where the government is requiring you to fill out all these forms, where they take money out of your check before you see it, and where you end up with an enforcement agency that at best is tolerable and at worst is very, very corrupt and abusive. And that's the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service. What we're proposing is that you eliminate the income tax, personal corporate, the payroll tax, and the IRS. And you do that with putting in a national retail underscore retail sales tax on new goods underscore new not the used car not the used goods but new goods and retail services retail services are like haircuts things of that type that you're to retail level that you're getting you get a hundred percent of your paycheck but you get a credit which we call a prebate which allows you to make purchases up to the poverty level for your family size. And using the typical family of four, the prebate means that the first $39,400 of retail, new retail goods and services will not be subject to the fair tax. So you'll be able to get those products, those services up to $40,000 and pay no fair tax then you pay the fair tax as you go above. Now, when you go to the store, Brian, you don't go to Walmart and say, okay, I'm entitled to a credit. Not going to work that way. What you do is you go to Walmart, let's say you're a family of four and you have 12 months of spending of roughly $3,300 a month and you go to the Walmart, you're going to have your $3,300 not reduced by payroll tax or income tax, but that full amount of the check. And you're going to have an additional approximately $900 from the government, which will pay the fair tax on that $3,300 you're going to spend. So you'll have it in your account before you go, you'll go to Walmart, and say you spend all your money there, and you're going to be charged fair tax on everything you buy, but you already got the money to pay it. So, you're going to be in the tax-paying group whether your income is 39400 or 439400 Everybody's going to pay the tax. It's just that up to the poverty level, you're going to be reimbursed for the tax or actually preimbursed so you don't have to pay it out of your spending money. So your family's not affected up to the poverty level. Anything above that on new goods and retail services, you're going to pay the fair tax. Simple. Collected by the states who already have very efficient sales tax collection mechanisms in place. No IRS, no forms to fill out. You pay your taxes as you go. You never have to look back. It's very simple.
0: Very simple. I think a lot of folks listening here just uh, had their their ears uh, definitely perk up a little bit because it's it's a a different approach and it definitely puts more money back in the uh, pockets of hard working American taxpayers and uh, speaking of which uh, we now turn our attention towards Bidenomics isn't that uh, fun Steve uh, Bidenomics no. which I mean I don't know where on earth they they would have gotten this amazing amazing uh, marketing ploy to try and get people to believe things are, o- are okay from uh, an yep. economic standpoint despite the fact that majority of Americans are resoundingly unhappy with the Biden administration's response to the economy uh, and, and here they you know go again trying to to pr and market things away and make it look like things are actually getting better now uh i i don't think that's really the case there steve i think your average american will be as uh, much to, to say as as much truly because they go to the right. grocery store they see the the inflation still hitting the you know the, the the shopping cart they they see the the rising costs across the board the rise in energy costs you mentioned fuel uh it, it's hurting your average person and i think that's speaking to why so many people do not approve of joe biden and and this biden uh bidenomics which again i still just can't wrap my head around why they thought this was a good approach but steve talk to us about what what biden's trying to sell bidenomics as and and why it's not framed correctly
1: well i i think it's you know frankly it's not atypical for a politician to try to make things appear to be something they're not you know it's the old adage, are you going to believe your lying eyes or me? And that's what Biden and the politicians want you to do. And a part of it comes out of the arrogance that's in DC on both sides of the aisle, not just Biden, that thinks that people like Brian and Steve and all of the people listening and watching now that we're just not quite smart enough to understand when we're really well off. They need to educate us, they need to tell us that we're doing well, because if they tell us we're doing well, then we're going to say, oh, we must be doing well. We're not going to pay attention to the fact that we're paying more, as you pointed out, the grocery store. We're not going to pay attention that we're paying for gas at what, 60, 70% more per gallon, a buck and a quarter, a buck and a half per gallon more than we were paying two years ago. We're going to ignore that. You know, we're not going to worry about the fact that interest rates have gone up. And so when we try to go buy that car new or used and finance it, which most of us have to do, we're going to pay another 50 to a hundred dollars a month in car payments that we wouldn't have had to pay two years ago. We're going to ignore all that. And we're just going to say, Oh, because these people smarter than us tell us it's okay. It must be okay. But remember, these are the people that brought you inflation. And they did it because of policies in D.C. which have the idea that as long as you throw money at people, they'll shut up. And they don't realize that when you stop throwing money at people, the natural economic progression is that you're going to have inflation. And we've had a lot of inflation. And we've had some prices go up that are never going to come back down. I mean, do you think for a minute, that the companies that put fewer jelly beans in their bag are going to, and charge so they could charge the same amount, are going to increase the number of jelly beans. Here's an example, but it's all over when you go shopping. If you look at it, that 13 ounce package you used to pay a fifty for is now 11 ounces for $1.50. That's not going to change. That's their new packaging. And so, What they've done is they've created this idea that, Brian, we're supposed to believe them, not what we see. But the thing that's very aggravating to me about this is that even though they created the problem with reckless spending and reckless management of the spending, they want the American people to correct it. And here's what, here's how they want it. They want the American people to feel, pain so they won't spend as much money. They want American people to not get income increases sufficient to meet inflation. They want American people to have higher unemployment. They want people to lose their jobs because obviously if you've lost your job, you can't spend as much. All of these things are intended to make the economy worse And what does that do to the ordinary American? It's like that old saying of Harry Truman's when your neighbor loses his job, it's a recession. If you lose your job, it's a depression. And this is something that is so incredibly wrong, Brian, that they should expect the American people to pay their bill because they're the ones that created the bill. Fortunately, Federal Reserve is not totally stupid. And they have put on the brakes to keep inflation down. But look at the cost. Look at what it's going to cost ordinary Americans, a lot of which is never going to go back to where it was. Mm So to me, this is Bidenomics. It's telling you you're better off, but not showing you how you're better off. Because whenever they're asked to show you, Very seldom do they come up with an answer unless it's, well, people are getting more raises now. Okay, but how does that compare to inflation over the last few years? Does that raise, it may be okay for inflation this month, but what about the cumulative effect over the last two years? That's out of their conversation, and when the press secretary's asked questions like that, she moves on because she says, I've already answered that. No, you didn't. You answered a different question. And so that is part, I think is a lot of the problem with Bidenomics, it'd be the same problem if Trump was in office and he was doing the same kind of reckless things
0: mm-hmm.
1: with the spending. I'm, I'm not trying to just say it's only Biden, it's anybody that follows that idea that you can provide something for nothing. You know, They don't tell you that the spending on interest on the debt, has gone up almost three times in the last four years because of the increase in the borrowing costs for the federal government you've got t-bills that used to be one and a half percent that are now almost five and a half percent and so you've got a situation where a lot of the money in the budget is being crowded out. I mean, some of the things that might have been really good, like bridge repair, mm-hmm. okay, infrastructure work. The things that government
0: pretends that they're supposed to be actually taken care of. That's yeah.
1: exactly right. Or, or some types of defense work, you know. But they are seeing that become less available because of the increased interest. So it's really a nightmare. Bidenomics is being detestably named, you know, junk because it deserves it because people are not as stupid as they want us to be. Uh-huh. And they realize that things are not going well and that we need to change radically the direction we're going.
0: Speaking of not doing well, what a transition this is. Uh, Hunter Biden, <laughs> uh, not doing too hot. So apparently a judge rejected the plea deal. So now he was actually forced to uh, to plead not guilty. And apparently right. his team is Furious. Uh, And this all goes back to uh, some of the charges that have been stemming here. I think there's a gun charge, some drug charges, and then uh, it was uh, also connecting to him not registering as a foreign agent. So, Steve, give us a little context here. What's going on with this whole Hunter Biden plea deal being uh, being axed? And what does it really say for the Bidens in general? Is this opening the door for more, I guess, more eyeballs to start focusing in on the Biden family?
1: I think so, very much so. I think that what's happened here is, and I'll make a prediction a little while and and I'll tell you what I think may happen. But what's going to happen is that, you know, Biden has already walked back his thing about, I was never involved in any of this business discussions or whatever to now that I really wasn't involved in the business, you know, but, and then she refuses to answer that it's different because it is. But I think what you're going to find is that more and more is going to come out. And particularly when this gentleman uh, testifies on Monday, I think, where he was on the board of Burisma, which is the Ukrainian company where Biden was on the phone when they threatened to, in fact, Biden was supposedly threatened to, if you don't fire this prosecutor, we're not going to give you all this U.S. money. And so you've got situations that are going to be coming more and more exposed. And Biden, I believe it may be a situation where Biden's gonna have trouble running. And I've said this before, there's two parts about this. Either he's totally lying, and I think to some extent he's certainly misrepresenting his role, Biden. Or the more disturbing actually, is that he doesn't really know that he's distorting it. He doesn't remember, Brian, he doesn't remember that he was in these meetings. And that's the scariest part, because now we have a man who is running our country, who has very, very heavy issues mentally that could impact any type of decisions that he makes. So it's very scary. And maybe even more scary is the fact that if he were to step down or to be found to be incompetent, which is possible, perhaps, Who's going to step in right now? That's probably more scary to most people than Biden. Kamala. And that's Kamala. Mm-hmm. So you've got a situation where I think this is going to be like the drip, drip, drip on Biden. And it's going to create a huge problem for him being nominated mm-hmm. by his party. I think he may mm-hmm. decide he needs to cut back. But I think before he quits, because he wants to be and the people propping him up want him to be president for their own reasons and and what i predict is that hunter who had in his plea agreement most people don't know this but in his plea agreement not only did he get a plea that you and i would not have gotten never on the charge with no jail time no nothing uh he got a waiver of immunity for lots of other things that yep. were not even stated So it would have been impossible after that plea agreement to go after him for any open payments. Like, for example, according to the whistleblowers, the statute's still open on payments that he made to prostitutes that he wrote off his business expenses.
0: The gajones Um, on him to to think he could go
1: ahead and do that. Yes. Wow. That's because he's privileged, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Politicians believe that because they're public servants, that their family is entitled to lean And I'm not talking about just Biden. I could name Republicans and Democrats who play this game. Their wife works for a company and gets paid three or four times what they should be paid. Why? Because she's married to a member of Congress you know, their charity gets, like the Clintons, you know, all that money that was donated to their charity when she was secretary of state, come on, you know, look at what's been donated since she's out of office, like 1% of what it was when she was in office. There was a reason it was being donated. So it's not just the Bidens, but what I actually think is going to happen, Brian, is you're going to see Hunter Biden in the next, maybe soon, agree to a plea deal, which involves six months or a year of prison. It's going to be at a country club, but I think he's going to take one for the team because if he's willing to do that and the judge accepts it, then a lot of this will go away. Mm -hmm. And even though he got away with years being closed, it shouldn't have been on his tax evasion. There's still enough points in there that if he does that and he pleads to it and he pays money back he's going to have to pay money he puts some money back then i think it could stop the drip 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 turn off the faucet because biden says you know my son paid the price like all americans and he went to jail now he'll go to a country club you know he'll he'll be uh, there 8 9 months a year you know 10 months a year maybe and probably play tennis mostly or whatever it is that they do play golf and he'll dry out and hopefully come back a, you know a better person mm-hmm. but i think that's going to be the way that they try to stop the drip and protect Biden. whether that's actually going to protect him between now and the nomination i don't know but i know that's what they want the reason that it hasn't happened more pressure in my opinion, before this, is because of who's in the wings. Yep. You know, he did, he did a very smart thing. He picked the one candidate that was running that nobody wanted to be president on <laughs> well, the Democrats side, too. <laughs> so if they went, if they got me, they have Kamala. And a lot of them aren't going to take him. I mean, I'm serious. You yep. you hear about this being talked about in different things. They don't, they're more afraid of Kamala than the people managing Joe. <laughs> Wild. And I think Kamala would really hurt their party more than oh. even if Biden was in.
0: And that's why I think there's so much um there's so much focus on who, who else could be the nominee, right? I think that's why there was such right. a, a a focus on RFK Jr.'s campaign. I think that's why you see folks like, as, as we we talked about here today, right? You have folks um, like Gavin Newsom, for example, who's who's kind of paying attention. Kamala Harris, who's you know paying attention. I've heard even people mention Michelle Obama, right? So like the Democrats, I think they definitely know that the Biden name it's losing its it's losing its luster, right? Because because now once people see it, they can't unsee it and it, it looks really rough, right? It, it, I mean, your average person hears this story and they're like, ooh, that's dirty. And yeah. it it really does speak to, in this case, the Biden name. And how about this? We'll do this as last uh, or final thoughts here as we're getting towards the end of the episode. I'll kick things off, Steve. Um, like this speaks to the old political establishment kind of like it, it really just getting the the one last gasp of breath and, and coming down in a blaze of glory with the Biden family in this case. But we've seen dynasty after dynasty where there was the Bidens, the Bushes, the Clintons really fizzle out over the past few years and lose their control on the, the American political system com- relatively compared that is especially to what it used to be. And I think yes. that speaks to not just where the political parties are but where the electorate is um yes. the the average american voter both on the left and the right i believe are 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 done with these establishment figures for the most part especially as we're getting closer to to gen z really getting more involved in the political process and mm, you know, know what will that do to the the political process lord only knows we we've had folks in the show who've outlined the the pros also outline the cons. So there's a lot that we need to pay attention to, but you know, with all that being said, it is interesting to see that despite all that change, you do see that one of the the, the constants in the change is a rejection of the establishment, a rejection of the status quo and frankly a rejection right. of the corruption that stems from being, you know, the the son of a politician or, you know, the best friend of a politician. It, it's it's corrupt, it's dirty. And people are tired of it. That's my final thoughts. Steve, what do you have for us on your end?
1: Well, my final thoughts are you've got you've had lobbyists as long as you've had government. You know, you had lobbyists at the French <laughs> castle for Louis Fourteenth, and all the way through that. And so you're going to have lobbyists trying to get something for somebody from government as long as government has the ability to pass out favors. You know, it's called rent seeking. It's very common and it happens. But what I believe your point is, and I think it's really good, is that we've got so much more communication and so much more awareness of what these people are doing that there's something fundamentally wrong with most Americans thinking that you're going to sell your position to benefit your family or someone else when you're supposed to be there working for the American people. You're not supposed to be there going in as a a poor man and walking out a multimillionaire. And a lot of these people have done exactly that. You know, they've owned parts of a business that their family owned and their family business suddenly got all these government contracts. Ha, ha, ha. You know, Harry Reid in Las Vegas was famous for that. All these casino, all these building contracts his family got while he was senator and he walked out a very, very wealthy man when he'd come in with nothing. So people are seeing that the reporting is up. There's a bill in Congress right now, bipartisan, it may not pass because they're just scared to death of it, which forbids members of Congress to trade stock while they're in, even through a blind trust, because so many of them make money effectively going ahead of us because they have information about changes that are going to take place that we don't have. So they're insiders. And even though maybe not technically insiders from the SEC point of view, they get an unfair advantage. So their family money grows. Whereas we may end up being on the other side of it and losing money in our 401k or IRA. So it's a system that's going to change. And that's why the fair tax is so frightening to them also because we take the power out of their hands. It's out of a bureaucrat's hands. They can't assess the tax. They can't grab the money before Brian gets it. Brian gets the money. He decides how much tax to pay by how much he spends. So we give power back to the people. We take power away from the federal government. We let the states collect it and pay the federal government. We change the way Washington works. And we make lobbyists have to hustle to figure out a new way to extort money from their clients because they won't be on the tax code.
0: The organization is the Americans for Fair Taxation, fairtax.org. Steve, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. And folks, if you enjoy the episode, well, you know the drill. Please go ahead, give today's episode a share. When you do, please tag yours truly at B. Nichols Liberty Facebook, Twitter is where you can find me. Steve, where can folks go ahead and find you? They want to continue this conversation over on social media.
1: Well. Sure. Well, on social media, go to fairtax.org and all the links are there. And, but the reason I say go to fairtax.org, you can go to our, our Facebook FairTax page as well. But if you go to fairtax.org, we've got a lot of information. We've got some short videos that really help explain the concept and answer any questions they may have. And we'd love for them if they look at it and they like it to join us, to sign up, get our newsletters, You know, become a contributing member. Obviously, everybody wants you to do that, but we want more people aware of this so that when we get the opportunity to go to Congress next election, we want to have a lot more people asking their member, um, Congressman so-and-so, are you in favor of the IRS? Do you believe we should have an IRS or do you believe we should eliminate them and collect taxes a different way that's better for us? And that's what we need to do to
0: get change. All right, Steve, we're going to have to go ahead and leave things there. But as uh, always, this is uh, just another pin in the conversation. We will always be happy to have you back on the show. Always a great conversation. And uh, also, folks, by the way, I know I saw all of you out there. You're watching us here on the YouTube Mm -hmm. show and you're like, what's that shirt that Brian's wearing? Well, that is my (laughs) magic money tree shirt, which you can go ahead and find over at our shop at BrianNigleShow.com forward slash shop because yes the magic money tree is in fact the fed with our magical unicorn and leprechauns so if you want to go ahead and get your shirt well head over to our store one more time briannickelshow.com forward slash shop use code tb NS at checkout, 15% off your order. And if you are joining us here on the YouTube version of the show, I will include that link in the description as well. And by the way, yes, I did mention YouTube, but we're also on Rumble and we're on Ben Swan's Independent Media Sovereign S O V. R-E-N. so if you want to go ahead and support us over there not only will you be supporting uh, independent creators but also you'll be able to see today's episode before anyone else as a sovereign exclusive so I will see you guys over there um, but if you are joining us on the traditional YouTubes well please do me a favor hit that like button number one number two hit that uh, notification button and hit the subscribe button so you miss a single time we go live and as a reminder the episodes yes we are a podcast as well so where whether it's Apple Podcasts, YouTube Music, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcasts, do yourself a favor, hit that subscribe button, but also hit download all unplayed episodes. Why? Because we've had hundreds of guests here on the show, uh, over 750 episodes of the program. So I guarantee that just like today's episode, one of them, if not more, are gonna leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. So with that being said, it's all we have for you today. Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Steve Hayes. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.